You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Today, we are joined by Sean Engel. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sean, why don't you start with, actually, should we, Chris, Chris, do you want to introduce (laughs) yourself? (laughs) Jeff forgot I was here. I'm Krista Brazel. Oh, hey. The other host of the show. Thanks for joining me here today, too. Mm -hmm. All right, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Johnsonville story? All right, cool. Um, so we, my, my Johnsonville story, it kind of starts a little bit before Johnsonville. So I had I have an associate's degree in residential design, and I had a job designing roof trusses. Okay. okay. So then the, the market <laughs> collapsed. It, it, there's a tie-in. There's I'm a tie-in. I'm hanging on here. Okay. okay, go ahead. So then so the market collapsed, and I lost my job. And then so my Johnsonville story then starts would be April of 2009. So I got... A job, second shift packaging over at Riverside. Ah, awesome! It's where Joe started. I as know. Well. So hell yeah. high fives River, all around. Riverside <laughs> to the die. Okay. <laughs> so so it started there. So I did I second shift packaging for a few months. Um, I got the first shift, and then um, then I did some uh, chill coordinating over there, and I had a backup in shipping receiving. Um, and so during that time too, we had a couple shuts down. I job shadowed over here in the engineering department. Actually, at one point it was the engineering house yet. Oh yeah, but, okay. but so so I did that. So I kept there's the tie-in. So I kept my AutoCAD skills gotcha, re- gotcha. relevant and got to know people up here. And then um, uh, position opened about five years later up here. So I, I spent about five years at Riverside. Wow, and then okay. So it's been about three and a half years over here, and a position opened up, and I applied, and I got it. So cool. now I've been my official title now is engineering technician, which is really just a dumping ground Sounds for super everything. Fancy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so yeah, I do auto calculus and and since since you've left Riverside, then is that the only role you've had over here at the tech center? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Are you on any teams outside of your role, like best place to work or? Yep. So I am also on the best place to work team for here at the tech center. Okay. Cool. Um, and I also recently helped plan our R and D engineering symposium that we had. Like it's a okay. it's a yearly thing we get off site and we talk about different subjects and stuff so i was on the team to help plan that okay and i was in charge of the the fun me and another person were in charge of the fun and <laughs> we did a three <laughs> sheeps thing and trivia oh, nice. and it was really that's, fun and that's cool. awesome so i kind of earned the nickname sean anigans at one point <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great nickname. yeah, yeah i ain't bad right? i ain't bad i've been called well. worse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah it's that's that's in a awesome. nutshell i guess that's kind of awesome. so i've been here eight and a half years total now nice all right, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do off the clock? All right, well, um, kids, got a family, so yeah. that, that's... I've, that's I've heard they're, they're fun. Y- yes, yes. With a capital <laughs> F. Can you be we, more we, specific? We How we many put kids? put in fun. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? No, I, so I have, I have two girls, 12 and 8. Oh, wow. So okay. you are talking Ooh, about Oh, you're on the yeah, verge see, of... Yeah, I've got, I'm, way, I'm way past that. i got that, five and three. And it's, yeah. it, it's fun. It really is. It yeah. really is. I think, you know, kids are kids. You you learn with them, 
Honestly, sure. you know, you don't know what to do, but they, they kind of help teach you along the way. You know? <laughs> okay. And I realize it's, you know, okay to not I, have I, the answer. I'm like, at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't believe you at all. I'm in the hopeless stage, so <laughs> I'm looking it, for the light at the end of the tunnel. That'll always be there. That'll always be there. I'm just, I'm right. just saying it changes. Okay. All right. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> sense of hopelessness changes. The tunnel changes, but the light changes. So far away. Nice. But, you know, kids, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So are they in school now? I mean, yeah. what are they doing? Well, they're There's so they're in seventh and, and and third grade, and so they're almost in high school now. Huh? Mm-hmm. So Not so they. One of them's almost third grade. Well, whatever. Well, it, you know. So you've got a tween. Flies. Isn't that a tween? tween I don't tweener. have kids, yeah. so I just do what my friends say. But so you have a tween. Yep. Okay. I've never. How's I've that? Never <laughs> oh, that is, you know, <laughs> as, as a man, you realize that maybe they don't want you to solve problems; they just want you to listen to them. Oh, okay. So there's oh, this good life lesson. Yeah, it you. is. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's try this. Let's do that. I don't, you don't know, and I don't know, and I don't know either. But <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'm just supposed to listen. So okay, that, that's right. definitely. That's exactly what we want. Exactly. Good lesson same. learned yeah, there. Yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> Joe's rolling his eyes and muttering So are you ready for her right to start now. dating? That's the question. You know what? Based, uh, y- yes, only because I know her mother. <laughs> 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 is, so I, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't know until I get there. That's part yeah. of that. Yeah. But I don't. Whatever. She can, so, she so can kick ass. I'm not worried. <laughs> <about that>. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever? Uh, you, you didn't never try it for the third boy then, huh? You, you were no, okay with it? We were just like two and I, I can't do this again. Yeah, well, first of all, we didn't want to be outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> outnumbered, I love so, it. So, yeah, no, my, my wife and I, we both thought two, two is good. Yeah. It's a round number if we want to go on roller coasters, you know. Usually it's yeah, two by yeah. two. And, well, tables know, are set up for fours. Fours, yeah. yeah, it's yeah math. Cars, four, yeah. It's all about the math on that one. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah Society conditions you to have only two kids. Like, you can't have any more than that. Yeah, you have more spots on the roller coaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird thing, but it works. It it, it, it works out. All right, so now I'm I'm curious now about this Star Wars obsession that you have because there's a new movie coming out, and when we mentioned earlier, your eyes lit up, and I'm kind of a Star Wars fan. I know Joe's an even bigger one, but it sounds like you're the next level. Well, to a point, I mean, there's there's way bigger obsession. Might be a strong word, (laughs) (laughs) but I I, I, yeah, I follow it. I'm into it. You know, I'm real curious to see where where okay. So on the scale here. Do you own any memorabilia at your house that's Star Wars related? Yeah, yes. I Le- uh, Legos, Legos are okay. Parameter. Legos, sure. Okay. Good. So yeah. those are actually your kids' things, right? Yes. So you can sort of. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's giving. Yes, I get. I get that for them look. for the kids. Yeah. Wink, wink, <laughs> yeah. wink. Um, so anything else besides Legos? Because like you know, do you, have, you don't have like a wall dedicated. No, to like no, and that's why I cut you off. It's a, a, a okay. obsession. I do have two. I do own two lightsabers. Okay, well. all right, but that's pretty much about it. That's and where yes, your, and your I think I ends. found at a garage sale once the original uh, John Williams score on vinyl. I oh, have that's that. oh, it's okay. not wow. worthless, but it's really cool. It's that's sure. really cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I don't have uh, okay action figures because i know there's I like this have. this like cut off and then once you get past that line yeah. it's over it's over you're dedicating rooms to it and all <laughs> yeah. sorts of things and <laughs> no i'm not you know I'm second not mortgages and all that so okay you're right. not that wow nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. yeah. right. now so as much as you love the star wars mm-hmm. but you're also a fan of star trek yes so uh, do you have an internal conflict there or is it do you understand how that I, I don't how know how do I'm I cope with it. Is yeah, that what you're yeah, saying? <laughs> it, it's it's really two separate things. Okay. Honestly, I mean, if you were to compare the two, I mean, I grew up in the house there was always Star Trek on, 
Okay. Star Trek to me is more science, more science and science fiction in a way. A lot of good things we'd use today come from that world. Okay. Um, Star Wars is more of the space opera, right? It's more of the commercialized thing, you know. And um, but I think I think a Star Trek fan has deeper roots, I think, in sci-fi than, okay. than a Star Wars fan might. Okay. Um, but yeah. Do you think the whole us versus them? It gets overblown. Like I, I know there's a movie. I think it's called like Fanboys or whatever. But mm. they make a huge deal about the fight between the two, or is it just like every like other people you mm. met who are big fans? Are they they're both fans of both kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, like, again, it, if you're in the spirit of science fiction, you're gonna like both. There's no reason why you can't like both. Sure. I think it is maybe a little overhyped. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but you know, ultimately, uh, who's that? astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, yeah. he said that Star Trek will wipe his ass with Star Wars any day <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get it be just because again it's more science than science. it's more sure. technically sure. apt you know it's more yeah. technically relevant or accurate maybe sure I never uh, thought of it that way but to be honest so hmm. you know Star Wars again it takes place a long time ago Star Trek obviously takes place in the future so really to compare apples and oranges yeah. one or two things would have to happen gotcha, gotcha. so Star Trek you know, in the Star Trek world, you might have to open up a wormhole, right, and go into the past. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see Star Wars in the future against Star Trek now, because the technology is already there in the past. Sure. See that, but how far ahead they um, would get. Now, so what what draws you to Star Wars? Like, what what's your favorite part of Star Wars, and then what's like what draws you to the Star Trek? Well, well, okay, so Star Trek again, it's it's more real. The things they talk about is they're more science, science you know, based, based, yeah. right? They're based in some kind of reality. Star Wars is one of those things too, where it's it was always kind of on in the house when I was a kid. You know, um, it looks cool. Honestly, like <laughs> I said before, it's a, it's 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 commercialized. It looks cool. Lightsaber is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I, yeah. Um, and then you tie in there, especially with the more recent releases, not the prequels, because they they're okay. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> I'm glad you're saying okay because I, I think it gets blown out how bad they they're were. right. There there are things in there to serve the purpose. So it's that whole lineage right the, there's there's stories there you know the the scars of the father are on the bear, the son bears the scars of the father sure. with, and the redemption and all that stuff very very opera-esque like you said right earlier. right i would dare say you know like um you know more shakespeare kind of storylines with yeah. family and betrayal <laughs> and that sort of thing. That kind of stuff. well i think that's what makes it really appealing to the larger mass star mm -hmm. wars it's the y it's the guys get all the action the girls get some of the action, but we're into the story too. We're into the relationships and how people are, you know, interacting mm -hmm. with each other mm -hmm. and the, yeah. the storylines and the plot and the whole mm -hmm. drama of it all. But Star Trek, I don't know. I guess I never watched it, mm -hmm. but and it seemed more. Have you seen the new movies though? Yeah. The Star, Star Wars? The new no, Star Trek movies. They're good. I saw mm -hmm. the first really new good. one that came out. They're not, it's not so. Like I always, when I was a kid, I always watched the shows, and it was so dry. It always felt like. Well, there were never movies until now, though, right? No, no, no. Old it movies. was always. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So oh. Patrick Stewart was. I thought that was so a TV show. We could, so so here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're about to really get educated, so <laughs> folks. Here we go. This is what we're so, here for. So again, it was on in the house when I was a kid. The '60s TV show mm -hmm. was was revolutionary at the time, right? You're, so late '60s, you have. You have a black woman. You have yeah. an Asian guy. You've well, got a Russian. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that was the whole thing. Everybody coming together, right? And then, so that series ran. I don't know how many years, but event it got canceled. But so many people liked it. The fans wrote in and they they reissued it and they had the sitcom going yet. And um, so the first the first Star Trek movie 
79-ish. I'm, I'm literally Googling it as you're talking. So, and that was kind of, it It was, it cost a lot of money to make. Even the actors, Shatner and Nimoy, they said it didn't even feel like a Star Trek movie. Um, so, so was Shatner in the original series? Yes. Not okay. the original pilot episode, but he was in, he was in the original series. Okay. So then from that one, they started making Star Trek movies with that original cast. Wrath of Khan is awesome. The two new movies that you referenced, Jeff, are I basically saw the first based one. on them. Yeah. So Wrath of Khan is kick-ass. Mm. But, okay. Um, so, yeah, they made, I don't know how many movies. And then, so while those movies were happening, the Next Generation TV show came out. I remember that. And then there was a crossover movie in there. And then they were made how many generation the movies with the Next Generation cast. And then now J.J. Abrams rebooted the Star Trek as, as the show. It was like the backstory. It was the origin story of the original cast and how Kirk met Spock and oh. Bones and all that stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. And so that's what's uh, on TV right now, right? Yeah, well, that was that movie came out a handful of oh, years ago. Oh, that's the movie. Yep, okay. That's the movie. Because it was rebooted again. Now there's a new Star Trek series TV on. show. Yeah. Which I haven't seen because it was online or they're, oh, they're, really? they're streaming it online. Like Hulu or one and of those things. That's it was the could watch it. Yeah, the first show was on CBS. I'm like, cool. And then it's like, well, where are the rest of them? Like, oh, <laughs> so maybe it's me. I'm a little behind the times on that, but uh, whatever. But yeah, so then then JJ rebooted three three Star Trek movies and they are they're pretty awesome. I love what they did with um, Into Darkness. They kind of re- they showed the Khan story a little bit and the way they flipped the ending on that as compared to the original Khan movie, it was it was pretty good. Cool. But yeah, they've been making movies for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, so the so first I had one, no idea. The show, the first one was in 1979, uh-huh. and then 82, 84, 86, 89, 91, 94, 96, wow. 98, and then. 2002 was Nemesis, <laughs> and then the new ones are 09, 13, and 16. So, okay. um, but yeah, there's just so many movies, and the new ones uh, definitely have that, you know, actiony kind of new movie the way mm-hmm. movies are today. But yet, yeah, still has a lot of the same like background and history of it all. So it makes like I can watch it, and I think it's neat and cool. But yet, yeah, still has a lot of the f- fan service because it is made by J.J. Abrams, who is a fanboy himself, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many little references in these new reboots that only fans of Star yep. Trek. One of my favorite scenes, so in Wrath of Khan, the um, they're in the Genesis cave, and uh, Kirk is talking about the Kobayashi Maru, the no win scenario test that they all have to do. Okay. And while he's doing that, he's eating an apple, forbidden fruit, and all that stuff. He's like, I don't, li- I don't believe in the no win scenario, right? So then J.J. Abrams reboot, they actually show that scene where he's doing the test and he's eating an apple in that scene. And you find out that it's actually Spock who initiated that test, though. Those oh. little things like that, that eating sure. of that apple, it's like, hey, that's, you know, so only a nerd like me maybe would <laughs> yeah, notice that. Right. But, you know, it's <laughs> slightly going over my head. But everybody else yeah, at I'm home is like nodding <laughs> along with you and totally fanboying out. So that's awesome. So And that's, and that's a good point about J.J. Same with Star Wars and Star, you know, it, the fans of those movies are now making the movies and in charge of the company is overseeing these movies, so it's going to be very hard. I don't think we'll ever see a bad Star Wars movie or bad. I mean, they've gone through how many directors now with the Solo spinoff, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- there's well, people wide over, you know, watching over Disney this stuff, bought so. that. They got so much money in everything. Oh. I mean, Disney owns everything. Yeah, I mean, right. They <coughs> they're <coughs> going to put so much money into it, and they're just going to follow along with mm-hmm. what Marvel's doing. No, yeah, there you and go. And just and just keep. You know, you got to have that that line of cross or um, fan service and action to get the new people and the old people into it. And then it, it, it just works. So mm-hmm. it's exciting, though, yeah. to be able to, yeah. you know, have have something you loved as a kid now come back and yeah. be really cool. Yeah. So Well, someone but who's not 
I'm kind of old school. I saw the original Star Wars when they came out, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen a couple of the newer movies. Aren't they all based on books, or are the newer ones gone off the rails now and there's no more books? They, there was a line in the sand. They put it, I don't remember the date. And it, so there's books that are canon and not canon, which means they're part of that universe, right? Yeah. I think it was any book after a certain date would be considered fair game for s- upcoming stories. So some things aren't canon, or you know, anymore. But some are. There's, I think, there's elements of the books that you'll yeah, see. Yeah, and there's like I think people don't realize this, but there are whole departments built in within companies that are just know the canon of the story. Hmm. So when you come forward with a story and you're like, I want to do this, this, and this, and like, no, you can't because of this, this, and this. And those really? people are like historians wow. for these companies. So like, I'm pretty awesome. sure. Marvel does. I'm pretty sure Star Wars does. I, hopefully, I don't get a lot of hate emails about this, but <laughs> there, I know that there are other things like that where there are departments within it where they're like, "No, you can't do that because of this." It this conflicts and this. with the yeah. Story they're line. historians for <coughs> fictional things, <laughs> right? Which is crazy. So um, that's, that's the how ultimate. De- that's how detailed a lot of this stuff is. I'm, wow, yeah. yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah, and yeah. to clarify, just because I don't want any again hate emails. Uh, Justin Lin directed the last Star Trek movie, Star oh Trek yes. Beyond. The Beyond, so yeah, uh, yeah. JJ Abrams did pr- do the produ- other two. He produced that one, I think. I'm sure he had. And it d- so, and the interesting about that is, so in between there, JJ had come out. He, I, Force Awakens is essentially rebooted it, but anyway, he came out with Force Awakens, and obviously yeah. Ray is a character in there. She carries a staff. The main lead character in, oh, in yeah. Beyond w- it carries a staff, and it, so they think that that was kind of a nod to, gotcha, to gotcha. Force Awakens there. So That's there's that tie in there. Hmm. See, there you go. They're always uh, connected, I mm-hmm. guess. So, um, I get wrapping that up. I guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? Is there any, any well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so, the, I so the, get the episode episode eight comes out. I don't know when this is going to air, but it comes out soon. Um, there's all talk about. Ray's parents and everything, and yeah. I don't know if you have any views on that, Jeff, or no. You know, I I I watch them as they come out. I'm not. I I don't get into it and read okay. it too much. Like I I actually did not watch Force Awakens until like a month or a couple months, whatever after it come out in the theater. Okay, well, and so I that's avoided. Good, Jeff. Thanks for I avoided <laughs> every. <laughs> I avoided well because I just you know no right with no, family, I get it, whatever. I get it. And I my wife's not really into it, so it's not like you know it, and. Just whenever I have a chance, kind of thing, hmm. and so I'd avoided all spoilers up until oh, I watched Jesus, it. So I got really lucky, and so at the end of the movie, there's a huge spoiler that comes out. Um, well, there's a whole bunch of them, I guess, but there's a main one with uh, some of the main characters. So I'm really looking forward to not reading anything about it, and mm. then just watching the movie. Okay, and yeah. then if there's anything really great, then you get that that raw emotion well, sure. in that you know, rather than. Like there's well, other there's things so I fanboy about yeah. other things, and yeah. I'll read ob- obsessively about it. But when I watch those movies, I just watch don't it know. for what it is. Yeah. See, I don't know. Th- you know, Ray's parents, that's a, that's the big one. That it's going to be revealed, and there's so many different theories out there. And sure. I don't know. I, I just think I think her and Kylo Ren are brother and sister, and that and that Han Solo and Princess Leia, they had they had Kylo Ren. It went to hell, right? He went to yeah. the dark side. In the meantime, Han Solo split. And oh, okay. and then uh, you know, Leia hid her pregnancy and okay. hid Ray away f- to protect herself. Because she's got to be considerably younger. Than that, right? They're yeah. not twins necessarily. Not necessarily yeah. Luke and Leia, but yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's just my. That's so I'm really interested to see if that's I'm an interesting echo of that storyline. Well, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. it's yeah. exactly you hide hide them away on a desert planet because you know whatever, mm-hmm. and hmm. that's just my theory. But we'll see how that. Yeah, 
well, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I just it, it's cool though that the other thing too is a lot of these um, communities. It's awesome that even though the movies come out every couple of years or whatever, there's still so much to read into and to be involved with. You know, it's it's like a twenty four seven three sixty five thing. You know, you can else. everything's always coming out. And then they did the spinoff mov- uh, movie, Rogue One, Rogue One, which was great. You know, and it kind of it's a whole different story. They get a whole different things, but it still feeds into the fans and keeps you excited oh, sure. about it. So yeah, yeah, it's a great time to be a to be a fan. The Star Wars fan, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff. Cool. And I, the last thing I do want to talk to you about mm. is your love of Metallica. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that that um, I, I admit. I've never been a fan. Okay. Um, I'm a I long ne- time fan. I never really <laughs> got into the whole rock thing. I'm gonna um, date myself. I was in high school when the Black Album came out, and it was well, just we're amazing. About the, we're about the same age then. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. N- it never hit me, and um, I remember, um, like, I just remember Lars got really involved with the Napster thing. Yeah. And at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was like the most I knew about Metallica. Like oh, that's boy. really sad. Yeah. But like that's really all I know. So you know that's what I have? I have memories of. Every time they won an award, Lars would get up to the microphone and <laughs> just would not stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm looking forward to you kind of talking to a little bit about your your love of this. So yeah. are you an old school like, um, you know, I can't ride the lightning and uh, kill them all and master all. puppets, master and puppets, puppets and yeah, and justice for all. I've got that one in my truck yeah. right now. Nice. <laughs> so are you an so old school versus new school? So here's so here's the progression <laughs> of that. So I remember rocking out the black album. It mm-hmm. was early. That's high an school. amazing album, right? Really everybody is. likes that album. It's a good album. Yeah. It's the most commercially successful album they've yeah. ever done. Um, uh, but I remember I must have a sophomore junior year, and so the we had an understanding media class and we could bring in songs to listen to. Well, I had ride the lightning. So my first album I got then was ride the lightning. And the song I played, um, was, um, fade the black. Oh yeah. Fade the black. And I played that only mostly because it was the longest song. It was like seven minutes long. (laughs) Like you gotta do that. Right. Right. But it's about suicide. And I think to myself, if I would have played that, if I would have played that song now, I would have been, right down to the counselor's office on that <laughs> one <laughs> right yeah so but so i had listened to the old stuff i think i was maybe too young to comp- fully comprehend some of the subject matter when mm, you know when it sure. comes to sure. i think yeah. that's with uh, most people yeah, yeah and and throughout the years that changes um so i you know i started you know again the black album was a big hit and everything my favorite metallica album is injustice for all front to back it's it's just a kick-ass yeah from start to finish kind of yeah. album um, but I mean, load and reload are very good albums. Again, talk about songwriting. So black album is done. They toured for like two years on this album. And have you seen them live? Yes. Cool. A handful of times. Not recently. And I'm kicking myself for not going to see them in Chicago. I know somebody who went to a uh, Johnsonville uh, member who went to that. Who's like hardcore Metallica yeah. fan. Also a lab person. So he's kind of a nerd too. Uh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> Double um, <ed. laughs> he well, said it was like the ultimate thing. It's a bucket list thing for him. And it was the best mm. show he's ever been to. Yeah. But yeah, I saw, I saw them, it would have been 95, 95, 96. We went to a show. It was part of a tour they were calling Cunning Stunts. And back then, the internet was just just coming on, like nobody, whatever. Anyway, at one point during the stage, and they did this at every stop on their tour, they made it look like the stage exploded. And, like <laughs> things were falling, guy was on fire. <laughs> their, the band members were pretending they were getting blown up by pyros and stuff. Oh, and man. guys coming out with a gurney and hauling a guy away. <laughs> and Jesus. We're like, what the hell? And then couple young kids behind us they like bolted they're like we're out of <laughs> here <laughs> something's bad's happening 
And then, um, so Man, then if somebody tried happen, that now, that uh, would not it, go it, over it would, well. It would, it, would, it would work once because <laughs> yeah. it'd be all over everything. Everybody yeah. would know yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course, then then the band came back out and they were the heroes and they played like a garage setting mm. style, finishing their set kind of thing. And we get into the car afterwards and on the radio say, yeah, that was planned. It was all this and that. Yeah. So, but that was pretty scary, cool. Though. It was so <laughs> cool. That's a, that's a cool thing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, man, you know, like I said, the the black album came out and all so the success. And when you say black album, I'm looking at the albums here. So you mean self-titled, the self-titled? Right. Yeah. Okay. Correct. But so for those everybody of you, calls it the black album. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying for those of the people listening out there, if you if you want to get inundated to Metallica and you try to find the black album, it doesn't exist. It's called <laughs> self-titled Metallica. Is the album. I'm sorry, okay. the black album. Thank you. Jesus. Okay. For us dummies over here, we That's need right. to figure it out. All right, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah, so Before I mean, you listen. So I've I've been listening to a lot of Load and Reload lately, and if it's really it's really interesting. The songwriting, the lyrics, they're they're kind of like a they're kind of resenting their success already. Hmm. You know, they come out, they got their hair cut, and they're looking all different. Yeah, people were even questioning their sexuality. You oh, know, really? it was really like a bizarre little time. But they were like, yeah, we're famous, but we don't like it. Kind of attitude. You look and listen to like you know, King Nothing. I mean, that's I have a hero of the day and. Um, you know, until it sleeps is a really good song too. That also was a good song, and then I found out it was about cancer. Mm. So if you if you know that, mm. go back and listen. Oh, okay. Until it yeah. sleeps, it's about cancer. Really, really deep. Have you um, bought the new? Yep, the so, newest. Yeah. Oh yeah, hardwired. I mean, it's good. It's interesting. You mentioned Napster before and this whole anti-free social media thing, and the last two albums actually they did quite a good job of this. But so when um, when uh, Hardware came out. They were basically they they made a video for every song on the album. Really, and then released it like one it's day. It's a at double a time. album too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they made a v- and different directors, so you have different styles. It's actually wow. pretty neat. But they released it all for free, one song at a time on YouTube, essentially, right? So it's all free. Um, so that shows you their maybe their maturity over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, the hardware is good. You know, there's some good stuff on there too, and um, even even Saint Anger. Saint, I mean, that, that's it's an obvious. You can tell what's going on in the band at that time because James had left, or not, Jason had left because of James. James went to rehab. He was rehab. a bassist, right? He yeah. was a bass player. Yeah, Jason Newstead, he was a bass mm-hmm. player. Yeah. James went into rehab and they, they were in limbo. They're in the middle. They started that album and they started, they were recording it. They're making a documentary and then the wheels fell off. And then, like, a year later, James comes back and there's still tension because, you know, it's work from eight to four and jade large is like this is freaking rock and roll there's no schedule you know <laughs> so but it, was, it was but even that album is good there's good stuff on there too and uh, you and know which album is this saint anger that one came out 2000 2001 three three thanks trying to make a statistician trying pretend jeff didn't just tell you that <laughs> no, 2003 it came out i was actually just looking at the dates because you said that hardware just came out and it was 16 but the one before that death magnetic De- yep uh, came out in 08 so mm-hmm. it's, like that's a pretty long time to not have an album out eight, eight years. years and then yeah. the one before that i was literally just looking at saint anger mm-hmm. came out five years before that yep. in 03 so and before that every other one was like a year or two or mm-hmm. three you know um and after the black album or Sultan Metallica, however <laughs> you want to label it uh they took a huge break because apparently they must have been touring so long because that album i was looking at the sales they were up to like 
16 million sales wow. versus all their album other albums are on like five yeah yeah you so know so well and the black that, album I mean, got the hu- most radio play too yeah for it was sure. most commercially yeah. acceptable yeah. enter sandman but yeah. it, it, you I know mean, like when you, i hear you Jeff must have heard of enter sandman yeah, right? that's like the only song <laughs> i think i know but that's okay i think i look at it li- I, like i'm a big eminem fan so i look at it how what flavor you like the yellow ones or the oh you're t- oh <laughs> I, 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 uh, nice. I like the coffee flavored ones actually <laughs> those are really good yeah any who's sorry um but you look at the the like how his career is, you know, versus Metallica, and th- the name recognition for mm. that, you know, and his album sales are probably, you know, very flatline. I mean, there's some that are going up and down or whatever. But um, you know, I didn't. I was surprised when I hear Metallica. You think that they would have multiple, you know, albums that are so popular, but really, that only that Black album well, was like mm-hmm. a huge hit for mm-hmm. them. That's why I think it, it goes to show that. They're definitely catered to their hardcore fans, and there's so many fans out there that are, you know, and they're going to buy it regardless. No matter what. You're still going to get those five million people. You know, that's a lot of people with no real, I haven't heard of them since, you know, the Napster thing. You know, and to still have people as fans as you, and you're still talking about it and everything Mm -hmm. like that really goes to show, I think, how long longevity of their career really yeah is. well i think for a long time metallica was known for that real kind of hardcore style thro- mm-hmm. the throwback the old school stuff and the black album still had a lot of those elements to it mm-hmm. it was kind of a good mix of a little bit newer you know like the progressive yeah but but still they're old school and i think as they progressed those albums weren't quite as hardcore anymore they weren't heavy metal per se anymore and i think sure. they lost some listeners with that right originally yeah so metallica i think 81 i think was when they formed i mean there were more thrash metal back then it was all sure. air bands mm-hmm. so they they created that niche and um yeah it, it all a lot of albums you can tell what, again what was going on in their lives and and a lot of things and um it, and agree with it or not i think they're the band that most metal bands oh everybody's influenced like by they, them they established by the baseline and now you have this next generation of, of rock bands metal bands whatever that means these lines of music are kind yeah. of blurred nowadays yeah. but they're 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 the standard by which a lot of these absolutely new, new people come up and they you can hear that them. influence in so many other bands music mm-hmm. and it's i always you hear a song on the radio oh, i don't know who this is it kind of sounds like metallica yeah. but it's definitely not metallica yeah. so i'm not going to listen to it yeah. i feel like everybody else is sort of second rate to Metallica, just because they're the one true, they're, right, they're in my opinion, they're the one true, like, they're Metallica. Kind of st- <laughs> okay, but how, how would you, do, I, I'm curious, how would you describe them? Like, they're the one true what? Rock band? They're the one true what? I still think of them as a metal band. Metal band, yeah. uh, uh, you it's know. It's in their name. You think, so, <laughs> I, I was, yeah. it's, it's literally in well, their name. It's interesting. <laughs> so they did, they did an uh, MTV icon shortly, shortly after uh, St. Anger came out. I forgot who was introduced. They were introduced in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they played a couple songs. And I watched that. I, that so was really good. I forgot who introduced them. If it was uh, the dude who played Spicoli, what the he- what the hell is that? Oh, actor's Sean, name? Sean Penn. Penn. <laughs> he said the exact same thing. He's like, I was listening to Metallica, and it has the word metal in it. I thought it was too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's funny. But yeah, so it's. I mean, but that's how you classify them. I mean, with, with the, they're a rock band. They're a metal band. I, you know, right. for somebody who doesn't listen to like any of that it's stuff, more metal it's weird. than rock. Yeah, rock, because I think. feel like uh, you know, you could be rock. mud or somebody could be rock. Yeah, yeah. and they're metal. This whole thing, like, I have no idea what any of these terms mean at all. Like, mm-hmm. again, I you know, I don't Puddle know what the difference between band. rock band <laughs> and where, where, um, <laughs> that I would never listen to. <laughs> you keep mentioning them though, because <laughs> they're a perfect example of what you—I don't know—would yeah. not call metal. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I think some of their music could qualify as rock because it's 
kind of stepped away a little bit from the mm-hmm. metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love watching mm-hmm. old live performances on oh. YouTube of them back in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. Yeah, you know, Everything's like a little bit faster than on the album. A little and edgier. Fa- oh, oh, it's Metallica so hardcore. Just blow it's amazing. Mind. The energy it's on the stage is amazing. One live will just will send you in the freaking chills, the man. It does. Yeah. Cause they're just, you know the song stage, one, right? There's, their stage is under attack, man. There's explosions and all kinds of shit going on. And you're like, what's going on? And, <laughs> and, boom, and, yeah. and then like you said, it's always faster live. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know how, especially with like hardwired to self-destruct that song playing it live. It's like, I don't even think you how can, could it get faster. How can you double pick that fast? It's like, I don't yeah. even, I don't even know. It's good stuff. All right. And it's crazy. Anyway, but yeah, Metallica's always been there. And again, just like just what anything, you know, it depends what kind of mood you're in. You want whatever you want. It's there. There's different styles throughout mm-hmm. their sure. career. And, yeah. you know, they want to describe themselves as, as life, but just amplified. The highs are higher and the lows are lower. And I, I think that's all I've got. I, you know, you're the Metallica. You well, oh, you play guitar. Correct? A little bit. Yeah. So I I play again. There are the quotes. I play <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I also play guitar, too. Probably less as, you know. Good, less, less is, is le- good, less gooder, <laughs> less yeah. gooder than try that more again, badder than you. <laughs> badder, <laughs> I thought we weren't running production. No, anyway. Um, yeah, you know, so that's fun. I know guitar riffs, some Metallica riffs that are always fun to, to play. That would be my first question. And yeah. Which they, songs have you learned? Well, the yeah. other thing is, or did they, or did, did they inspire you to actually learn the guitar? In part, okay. the style of music definitely. Um, but there is, is a band, uh, Days of the New. Mm-hmm. Travis Meeks. He, I like he, them. Yeah, he was. They, they were they were pretty popular in the early nineties. They actually toured with Metallica. I saw them. They opened for him. It was Jerry Cantrell Metallica at the uh, amphitheater. Um, the, so that very acoustic set. Tra- Travis Meeks. He's well. Days of the New. That was very much their thing. Was that acoustic, was acoustic. Right? Yeah. Um, there's a long story with Travis. Travis is the lead lead guy there. He basically you know fired everybody. He's kind of a he got a addicted to meth. Oh. Well, he got addicted to meth, and he had control issues anyway. So, <laughs> Days of the New inspired me to to kind of pick up the guitar. Um, but I also remember one day after work at a coworker's house, he had Tenacious D on, mm. and it so was like the Jack old age. Black, I saw your right? eye, yeah, yeah, Jack Kyle Black Gass. and Kyle I mean, Glass. Yeah. yeah, that. Okay, go on. So it was the old, it was the HBO specials that they did years ago, and I saw these two guys up there, man. They're with an acoustic guitar, and they're just rocking, jamming. Rock, yeah. It's rocking an acoustic guitar. This is freaking awesome. So that that was somewhat influenced there, and I'll throw D on once in a while. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to listen to. But yeah. and I don't think that the, their songs are not very difficult to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Tenacious D. Yeah, I don't think that they're very. Um, they're a little more simple, I think, and so that's a great way to start. Like okay, power chords, I can, yeah, it's, yeah I can it's chords. I can it's learn not those. a lot of I can learn that. solos and then, going you know, in. and then go into mm-hmm. the whole, you know, try to be a you know real musician, I guess. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I, I yeah, I mean, I I like Tenacious D, but I don't think that they're out there trying to, you know, sell set Become the world a rock on fire. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they, but that's what's funny about them. They 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 say that they're trying the best brand in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This tenacious yeah. D time, come on. Now. When I was <laughs> so when I was in high school, I taught myself how to play the opening to "Nothing Else Matters." Oh, yeah, that I was like the only thing I ever really learned of Metallica. But yeah, I, had I played an the tuba guitar in high school, and, and so that you couldn't really play Metallica. <laughs> on the tuba. You can, oh, you, I you, bet you, you could. Play Metallica <laughs> anything, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah, relevant. It's all relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah Metallica wrist. I had a little bit of a little bit of Master of Puppets in there. Nothing else matters. Of course, Enter Sandman. 
the middle part to um, to Master Puppets again, and and there's some things, and I kind of piece them all together, so I play like this medley, you know. Oh, and I'm, okay. honestly, I'm not, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm not surprised. I'm surprised I didn't see a guitar show up here today, mm. being Joe. Joe, Joe, but I, I, I'm glad you car. didn't. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> suggesting you should have by any means. Nobody wants to have to actually demonstrate right, these things they're talking about. To me, to me, guitar playing is personal. I, I, you know, I don't play in front of people much. It's just the yeah. way it is. But it's, it's a very, it's a very intimate thing, and I don't want to subject people to that. <laughs> like this is for me. <laughs> totally. You know? yeah. yeah. Me and my kids and the family have to listen yeah. to it. Joe was it. born to perform. Yeah. I like to do it behind closed doors. Yeah. Exactly. That's my, it's my thing. All right. Thanks, Sean, for uh, all those cool things and stories. Uh, uh, and if you're out there and you want to talk to Sean about any sort of Star Wars, Star Trek, Metallica. Or the joys of having kids, uh, <laughs> please reach out to him, and he'd uh, love to chit chat with you. Uh, get into some shenanigans. No, shenanigans. Uh, oh, shenanigans. I don't know. I screwed up too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you very much for having us. <laughs> you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Oh. I'm glad I could. Uh, I'm glad I could be. Yes, you're welcome. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, I'm going to keep that. Uh, if totally. you would. Uh, Sign us out, Sean. We'd greatly appreciate that. All right. Well, th- yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, my name is Sean Engel, and this was another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. <laughs>